1: You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action.
2: Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Cantoneo with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Once again, future solid despite another letdown in mega-cap tech, this time from Meta. Shares below 100 pre-market. Meantime, the U.S. economy returns to growth in Q3, even as prices soften a bit. And don't forget, Apple and Amazon tonight. Our roadmap's going to begin with Meta. Shares tumbling to six-year lows on that miss. The guidance, Zuckerberg urging patience as he ramps up his bet on the metaverse. But it is a
3: different story for the blue chip. Names such as Caterpillar and Honeywell, well, they beat, at least on the bottom line, and also on the earnings front. Southwest shares, they're up, at least in the pre-market. And ServiceNow, oh yeah, that stock's up double digits. It topped this morning's list of S&P 500 gainers. We're going to have the CEOs of both those companies joining us shortly.
2: Let's start with Meta, plunging in the pre-market, as we said, reporting that second straight quarterly revenue decline and forecasting another drop in the current quarter. On the call last night, Mark Zuckerberg did urge investors to be patient.
4: There are a lot of things going on right now in, in, in the business and in the world. And so it's, it's, um, it's hard to have like a simple... Um, you know, we're going to do this one thing, and that's going to, going to solve all the issues. I mean, there's, there's macroeconomic issues. There's, there's a lot of competition. There's, um, you know, ads challenges, especially coming from Apple. Um, and then there's some of the longer-term things that we're taking on expenses because we believe that they're going to provide greater returns over time. And I think we're going to resolve each of these things over different periods of time. Um, and, you know, I, I, I appreciate the patience, and I think that those who, who are patient and invest with us will end up being rewarded.
2: And by expenses, Jim, he means operating expenses up 19. Free cash flow last
1: year, 9.5 billion. Now less than one billion. Okay, let me say this about this. I made a mistake here. I was wrong. I trusted this management team. That was ill-advised. You, here is is extraordinary, and I apologize. Okay. Um,
3: what did you get wrong?
1: I had a a belief that there was a recognition that there is a amount that you can't spend. Contrast that, for instance, with Jim Farley, who took a project that was his, Argo, and closed it because it was not ready. It was not near enough. This situation is almost a rogue situation. I had thought there would be an understanding that you just can't spend and spend by three or free cash flow. Uh, that there had to be some level of discipline, and I didn't get it. But David, what did I get wrong? I, I trusted them, not myself. For that, I regret. Okay. I've been in this business for 40 years, and I did a bad job. I'm, Look, not, proud. Not, I'm not proud. You're not alone.
2: You're not alone, Jim. Uh, Morgan Stanley today downgrades it for the first time ever uh, to equal weight, uh, target of 105. They call it thesis changing. What happened last I night? I think
1: that's fair. When I discussed this with my wife, Lisa, because this is all I talked about last night, and how disappointed I was, not in them, but myself, uh, I think that's true. was thesis changing. I did believe that there would be some discipline. I emphasize to them actually that I, I expected discipline. But I want to go back again. I made a mistake and I was wrong. I trusted this management team and that was ill advised. And I own that. It, it happens. Um, I appreciate that. You but know, you I have relationships
3: like with people that extend over long periods of time
1: and you believe what they tell you to some extent. Now, that's but said, it was horrifying. Altimeter was right. And I chose to, I chose to not overlook what Altimeter said. Well, that was just this week. That was no, just Monday. No. Well, right? Yeah. Okay, y- you're right. I, uh, it's very easy, I think. And Morgan Stanley was right to do that. But I come out here and I try to help people every day. And I failed to help people. And I own that. And was I too close to the company? I did not think the company would be as ill-advised as to spend through what they had, well, as without Car- any discipline
3: whatsoever. As Carl said, you're not alone in being surprised by that. Many are, and that's. But what I don't stock really is. care about that. I, I, I screwed it. up. All right, let's. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, Zuckerberg's vote voting control of this company. He's making a decision. That he wants to still be relevant five or 10 years from now because he truly believes that this that metaverse is going to be. But maybe it's too early. Maybe
1: it's too early. Maybe it's too early to maybe have. you got to co- spend the maybe money it's too early now. Early to have to cars or self driving cars. Maybe it's too early. Jim Farley is the great contrast to Mark Zuckerberg. And that's a family company. All right, you need to explain that a little bit more for people. Absolutely. Why? Okay, so Jim Farley takes a look at the, at the universe and says, I want to do electronic vehicles. Okay, I'm an EV. Right. That's that's Instagram and that's reels. But I have to close a division that I have done a tremendous amount of work for, Argo, because unmanned cars are not ready. And I am not going to sit here and lose money. Shareholders money, not Ford's money, shareholders money, which, by the way, interestingly enough, Meta is a public company with shareholders. It is, and it is, Farley with, chose with a to control, not burn with a their money. Shareholder, which right, Farley right. is not
3: uh, at Ford, and that's that's a big difference. Well, what, I just, what Mark Zuckerberg wants ultimately is what will what happen next. What he there, gets? Period. Well, with Jim Farley, it doesn't matter what Altimeter says. It unless, doesn't matter what Jim
1: Cramer says. No, no, that's true. It but certainly doesn't matter what I say. I am a ex, I am a spectator who tried to be more than a spectator, and that was foolish.
2: Well, Bernstein today, Jim, just to add to what Morgan Stanley said, investors feel betrayed. Um, The uh, OPEX figure is higher than anyone was contemplating, almost too high to be believed. Uh, Almost none of the investors we spoke to last night were defending the print or the guide. (laughs) Who (laughs) said That's Bernstein today. The numbers, hey, girl, the There's
1: numbers, a, guy, here's a guy who was up all night about it, too.
3: The numbers are, you've never seen numbers like this No
1: a company no. ever.
3: It's called rogue. Is he the sun god? Billion in capital expenditures for the nine months. Right. We know where we're getting for the year. What, 34,
1: 37, I mean. With, with headcount being flat a I, year I, from I, now. I, I suggested I, that, they, that they actually spend some time talking about discipline. I mean, some it, time.
3: It is incredible in the annals of corporate history to see a company spend
1: this much money. Thank you. Thank you. That's what, my, that's what I mean. I don't even know I'm like talking about my wife like 100 here. billion. But in you expenses go, when during you go home and she's what NAPX are you doing? Included. What are you doing? Why is your why are you like trying to why? What is, what is driving you crazy? And I mentioned that it's just, well, do you work there? Was it your fault? And I said, no, I believed.
2: What do you say to people who say, look the actual metrics Facebook DAUs MAUs were pretty much in line engagement isn't falling off a cliff
1: <laughs> I say yeah. um, good
3: luck I mean I know I got a here's a, you know a text from somebody saying, Listen, I got you one can't too. Put I a got two I got multiple three dollars a share of spending Core EPS is like 12 bucks this is panic selling like we saw on snap Well okay okay <laughs> I mean,
1: now look, I, look uh, there well, let, let's say that, That's that, that, investor, that, that some people won't. at the company are watching the show and say, you know what, maybe we ought to have some discipline. Then you're going to say, there's a level to buy it. I watch this thing. I used to be an, uh, an auctioneer.
2: You still do, right?
1: I still do yeah. for charity. And I say, you know, I got I got 105. Anyway, I got about 100. It's the reverse auction. Do I, do I see 102? Do I see 102? I got 98 in the back. I got 90. Check the 98, David. Yes, sir. It's a reverse auction. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen these numbers. Only one time. One time, when Lem took all the money from the money train and put it in the chimney. Lem. Lem. It's a reference to a TV show. The what? shield. Oh, the shield. I didn't yeah, remember I didn't when Lem the took, took the, he took the money he took little... the Armenian money train money and he put it in a chimney.: abstruse, I believe. I don't even care at this point. Okay. Do you know that Boeing? I have no respect for Boeing after, after that. <laughs> well, I have respect for, uh, you know, I may have respect for, um, David, for some, for Tyco. For Tyco? <laughs> for Tyco. <laughs> what do you right, mean? The There's gold, a the, little The golden line a. shower curtains? Well, No, I, no I look, I, I would be just serious. Again, I, look, sometimes you, you look at a situation and you think, well, obviously they must have some discipline because they're burning right through their free cash flow. Um, and it's just entirely possible that it's just too early. It's just too
2: early. Um, by the way, the market cap is going to be $270 billion at the open. There's about a lot of cash. You know who's setting new records in wealth destruction for himself is Mark Zuckerberg. Mark
1: Zuckerberg. True. What's he on, 13%? Well,
2: I mean, easy
1: come, easy go. There is a level where it's worth, you know, as cash flow. And, but again, it, you know what, can I, I really... I, what if they turn off the metaverse spending? What, uh, what happens? What if they go all right? No, no. You see, you don't. You don't need to spend billions. You just have to figure out when and where it will work. If you look at Jensen Wong, who, by the way, had the good uh, the uh, honesty to come out and say, "Listen, we can't do the numbers," which would have been a, a nice thing here. Yes. Right. I mean, like nice thing in the sense that that's what you do uh, in the history of of the stock market. You you come out and you say, "Look, we're not going to make the numbers." I think that if they, let, let's say Mark Zuckerberg said, you know what, maybe it is too early. Let, let's slow this Benny until we have a better idea. Or maybe he says, you know what, the other businesses, what, let, let's, let's cut back on some of the people there. Because uh, we need to have some discipline. And then I wouldn't have to give my Miranda warning to myself. <laughs> um, we should remind people. Is, here's something here. The what? hubris is
3: extraordinary. I saw it. I read your list this morning. You did? I did. We, do you we know sh- how mortified I am about that. I, I, I'm aware. I almost feel so bad. I want to give you a hug. I really. You, I feel like. I'll take one. Would you? Right. I'd okay. take one right
1: now. It's okay. It
5: is okay. okay. It really, really is, sweet. is. Is it? Is it? Really you
3: try
1: sweet. your. You, you work your ass off for everybody. You really do. I see it every day. I went to sleep last night and I turned oh, to my okay. wife and I said, "You know who I am? I'm in the goddamn metaverse." <laughs> Just, again, not to put too fine a point it,
3: the metaverse, by the way, that you're in, they're going to spend between 96 and $101 billion in total expenses billion. in 2023, this company. Uh, and uh, capital expenditures as a part of that in 2020, uh, 2023 will be
1: um, 34 to $39 billion. Do you know that they <laughs> actually thought that that wasn't bad? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. You know what? They said, "I'm sorry you feel that way." When I said I was upset, "I'm sorry you feel that way." I said, "What is that? Some sort of psychiatrist stuff?" How about "I'm sorry"? All right, but you got to play for another day. So I do. This is
3: stock at at par at a hundred bucks. No, no, I'm look, look, like, I, I, like, Yeah, but
1: let me have the. Let me at least have eleven minutes of what I regard as being. <laughs> what I owe the people who watch this show. Contrition, we'll give you 11 minutes of that. Who's our boss? The people. The viewers. Yeah, and I let them down. I let people from the club down. I have to own that. I Look, I, I'm glad that the other people yeah. did similarly. Yeah. But you know what? I look at it, and, and I really, it, I, I look at my personal best and my personal worst, and I, 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 I trusted this management. And that was my
2: Jim, after the break, we're going to talk about where you might rotate into if you are, in fact, exiting Facebook. Another hug. Very nice, guys. We'll talk to the CEO of ServiceNow uh, getting an upgrade today as Moffitt goes uh, to overweight on a big earnings beat. Stocks up 15%, as you can see. Uh, They say mega cap investors have a new home. And we'll get to some of the other winners that are doing well this morning. X-Meta, I would include Cat, our parent, Honeywell and Merck. When we return,
0: you seek the key.
1: ServiceNow shares are surging, thank heavens, after reporting a big Q3 earnings beat. Joining us now first on CNBC is Bill McDermott, ServiceNow Chairman and CEO. Uh, Bill, do you know who, uh, do you know a man by name of Eric Repair? Sounds
5: familiar, Jim.
1: Yeah, well, he's a three-star Michelin chef, and I'm looking at Steve for research, and I love it. This is a three-star Michelin quarter. This is an amazing quarter. What you did, Bill, is incredible. Two quarters ago, you said you were having some trouble elongating, but you were going to do everything you could to make it up to shareholders, and you did. And I want to know how in heck could you have so many contracts closed and and how you're doing so much better than everyone else in Silicon Valley.
5: Well, thank you so much, Jim. Uh, we owe it all to our customers. You know, they need us now more than ever. Um, I said all along these customers would deal with choppy waters And in this environment, you're going to have less people, but the work didn't go away. So you have to automate all of your business processes. You have to give people a great experience, whether they're employee or your customer. And we made a bold move into helping in the ERP space. If you look at this quarter, procurement management services, supplier lifecycle management We've gone to places that we've never been before because the ServiceNow platform can do it all. So it's all about the customer. It's all about net new innovation, and our team is the best in the business. I'm so proud of them.
1: You know, Bill, when I look at your company, I think unlike so many other companies out there, you're a deflationary force. We have a lot of companies now that spend. spend I don't. I. I don't want to offend drunken sailors, so I will not use that term. You use money smart. And you are going in and people are taking out machines that burn hot and are not valuable and they're putting in you. So could you please explain to people, explain to our viewers why your value proposition is so compelling?
5: If you think about the evolution of the tech industry, you had operating systems, you had databases, you had applications. We're now in the era of platforms. And there's a great reprioritization that's going on with smart people that run companies around which platform is going to give me the most efficient speed execution results and can I get it fast, meaning days and weeks, not several months and years. So we actually go in and reinvent the way these companies and these businesses run and we do it in 90 days or less. We had one large manufacturer that said, I have to rethink my supply chain to optimize it, to keep pace with customer service in a really choppy environment for manufacturing. We had them up and live in 90 days, and they're talking about taking a billion in cost out. It's just that simple. If you think about the uh, federal space, which I know you have a particular affinity for, Jim, Defense Logistics Agency, Federal Aviation Administration Defense counterintelligence and security agency. The federal government sees the power of the ServiceNow platform because we're the great simplifier. You simplify, you get people live quickly, they derive value from the platform like no other company in the enterprise, and that's why we win.
1: How did you know to double down when everyone else is running? How did you understand? Is it because of your considerable experience? Is it because of the great tales you tell in your fantastic book You did not shy away. You recognized what could happen, and you decided to take advantage of it. Others are fearful. Uh, You're strong. Is this just your background? I don't mean to be too ethereal, Bill, but I know you quite well, and I'm really just uh, proud of you for what you've done here, which is to not run, not to turn tail, but to run toward and get more
5: business. Thank thank you so much, Jim. I owe it all to my family, my mom and dad. You know, Winners with Dreams got them from somebody, and, uh, you know, that stays inside you for a long time. So... I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. I got 20,350 women and men that decided that this was a tough environment for our customers, and we were gonna reorient the whole company into ready to run turnkey business solutions. We were going to engage our ecosystem. We were gonna co-create with them, and we were gonna get our customers live and deriving value from this platform at record speed. And that's exactly what we've done. And you know, Jim, Great companies are hard to come by. You know something? This is the only company in the entire information technology industry that's operating near the rule of 60. When you take the revenue growth and the free cash flow margin and you add them up, it's near the rule of 60. They say you're world class when you're operating at the uh, rule of 40. So I'm just so proud of our team, our board, our management team, our culture. Uh, We're just so excited to get out there and help our customers win.
2: Uh, Bill, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're seeing the macro picture lighten up a bit, is, does it? I mean, we've, we've heard from a lot of companies reporting earnings today. McDonald's is one example uh, looking for maybe a mild to moderate recession in the U.S., but m- much more severe in Europe.
5: Very fair. I you know, call you 100 percent right. We had one customer in Europe that is getting rid of 427 point solutions to consolidate them all on the ServiceNow platform because they need to take enormous cost out of their business because they're not selling as many things. And that's what the ServiceNow platform can do. It's the great simplifier. So from IT and how you service the business to the employee experience and how you inspire your people and get them to be as productive as possible to how you give your customers a complete experience, not only how you engage and sell them, but how you service them and serve them back into the supply chain to give them exactly what they bargained for and at record speeds and great service. And now you got 750 million net new applications being built on low-code platform like ServiceNow in the next two years. So the innovation cycle for digital transformation has just begun. And we are the center of gravity for digital transformation in this economy. So yes, the environment's tough and we're built for all weather conditions. And I've been saying, that the macro (laughs) crosswinds are not as strong as the digital transformation tailwinds and we proved it yeah you did prove it Bill. but i mean you said that once but it's david by the way you said that before
3: i remember when you did that interview with jim we didn't think much of it on mad money and then that next morning we wake up your stock's down the whole sector's getting hit because you talked a bit about headwinds and again back to carl's question because you do have a broader view here beyond just your own business You know, what is your sense as to how tough it is and how big those headwinds are right now?
5: Well, you know, I was the guy that called it uh, back in Q2 that the dollar would be a tough thing to outrun, and I did say there was elongated cycles in international markets. And those things could still be true today. What we have done is we rewired the manner in which we take our product and our solutions to market, and we turnkey these solutions and get them ready to run and ready to implement at record speed so the environment didn't necessarily get better but our ability to serve the environment and meet our customers where they are got better and that's what it's really all about the sense of urgency so i would say the one thing you should take away from this quarter for service now is europe was our top performing region so uh... you know we're just that's just goes to show you it's not like europe got better Uh, But we figured out a better way to serve Europe. Um, So I'm very confident in ServiceNow's position for sure. And uh, that's why we not only raised our guidance for Q4, no one's doing that, uh, but we also gave the capital markets confidence in 23 and beyond because we're in this to win it. And I said when I came here, we'd be the defining enterprise software company of the 21st century. And you know, we're getting better every day. And I think that's really what it's all about, we're really scaling. Uh, But the environment is what it is. And, you know, you have to have all weather condition uh, team to stand up to it.
1: You know, Bill, one last thing. Uh, You are hiring. But when you hire a new salesperson, it does take that person about four quarters to get up to speed. Are you making a decision here that by the time we get out of this moment, which we will, you will have the right number of salespeople versus others who will just be cutting back at the wrong time?
5: hundred percent, Jim. If you look, you know, this is a really amazing world we live in. When we came out of 2021, the economy was white hot in the first quarter of 2021. Remember all the Mm -hmm. turnover, the great resignation, all that stuff. And then by the second quarter, things started to tighten up. Inflation, supply chain dislocation, tightening monetary policy, wars getting intense and everything changed. And it changed on a dime. What we have done is we have continued to hire aggressively in uh, coders, people that actually build the software platform that I'm so proud of, and I'm so proud of them, and go-to-market sellers and solution providers, because we want to serve that client and make sure that they're super happy with ServiceNow, and we even expanded the ecosystem. So we're still hiring. In fact, yesterday I announced a program called Rise Up with ServiceNow where we're gonna train a million people by 2024 on ServiceNow's platform. They can work for the customer, they can work for the partner, and they can work for ServiceNow. The main thing is that I get a million net new ServiceNow professionals into the market by 2024. And so Jim, we're definitely hiring. And one thing that's really interesting, right now I'm at full capacity and our sales productivity is the best it's been all year because okay. we were working so hard on it from Q1, 2, and 3. So I'm actually in the best position from a sales productivity standpoint that I've been all year, and we intend to keep that going into 23 and beyond.
1: Well, I think it's absolutely true. I want to congratulate you, Bill McDermott, CEO and Chairman of ServiceNow, for at least giving us a glint of hope, Carl. <laughs> Thank no, you thanks. so
5: much, guys. Great to see
1: you. Thanks, Bill.
2: Uh, let's turn to Twitter this morning. Obviously, tomorrow is going to be eventful, as the NYC is expected to suspend trading. And now Elon with a note to advertisers trying to reassure them, saying Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape where <laughs> anything can be said with no consequences, wow. Jim. Even as that- the New York Post just suffered an apparent hack a few moments ago.
1: You mean I don't need bodyguards and have to constantly it's- contact the police because of what's written? Yeah. Uh, I, it- by the it- way, True. It's the first sort
3: of uh, longer communication we've gotten from uh, Musk. And again, as, as, as Carl said, as we've been saying, tomorrow, no more Twitter. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Um, yeah. in, light of, in light of Meta uh, and, and Snap, how much did he overpay? Uh, a lot. He overpaid probably by $20 billion, give I or don't, take. Don't, yeah. But don't. you know what? He said, the reason I acquired Twitter is because it's important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. Is that
1: Jack Dorsey speech?
3: And there is currently great danger that social media will splinter into far right-wing and far left-wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society, um, and went on from there. But obviously, as, as Carl mentioned, Mr. Musk also says, hey, we're going to have some, uh, some consequences. You can't just say anything. We're going to adhere to the laws of the land and we're going to be warm and welcoming to all where you can choose your desired experiences according to your preferences. By the way, remember, it's calling it the X app. Um, As I reported, there's still potential equity raises going on. You know, he's going to close, but maybe he'd sell down some of his equity if others want in. Um, The X super app that that he's got this idea about. Um, obviously, the company's going to start its life as a private company tomorrow with $13 billion in additional debt mm-hmm. uh, and clearly significant but, interest payments as wrong. a result.
1: You were wrong. No one's been fired yet.
3: I never... I didn't I say... Said, said, I didn't say that. The Washington what? Post reported 75%. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going
1: to be sure Yeah, that was amazing. No one's been fired. They, he's been there for almost 24 hours.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that he will... Uh, let some people go? I'm sure he will let people go. Uh, there was that report in the Washington Post saying that it could be as much as three-quarters of the staff. That's hard to imagine it would be that large. But there are certainly going to be changes uh, at Twitter, significant changes. And, he, and as I had reported many months ago, and I don't believe this changed, he's going to be the interim CEO. He now calls himself Carl Chief Twit. Chief
2: Twit changed his Chief bio Twit. yesterday. Uh, well, people asking for what, him. what the significance of the sink was uh, yesterday. But, you know, as we saw in that discovery, the texts between him and Jack Dorsey, Jack regrets ever making this yeah, a company I, at all. Right, but
1: I think what will be good is, I mean, they, you know, they just put through a very good filter in Twitter, which really has kept out a lot of the of, of the more serious death threats, which I think is very positive. It would be great if he actually made it so that you could once again communicate the
2: way we used to be able to do it. We'll find out. Let's get the opening bell here at the big board. Uh, it is uh, Easterly Government Properties and at the NASDAQ Biopharma Axum Therapeutics. Speaking of Pharma, Jim, Merck's going to be one of our gainers as they are one of the handful of companies today that raise guidance, along with Honeywell and Carrier and Bud.
1: Well, you know, let's take some of this. The key true to numbers 20% gain. It's an extraordinary drug, maybe the most important anti cancer drug of our time. Carrier, I think, that a lot of things that, that look like the Carrier, uh, they have been able to grow their business. They're not residential to most of the degree. People are so worried that if Lenora has a bad quarter, they're going to. that's not true at all. Uh, there are a lot of companies, including data centers, that need them to cool things off. And that's just a very, very good, solid business. So, I mean, th- th- these are companies that I think really add to the equation of what business can do right. Uh, I think Dave Gitlin, a carrier, is doing extraordinary things. $2 billion buyback on a $31 billion right, company right, right. Uh, and just spewing cash. Do you know his number would have been much better had it been able to get semiconductor parts? There are still, David, semiconductor parts that have made it so that you could have unfinished pieces of equipment that you can't sell. And who knows what they could have if they had gotten those semiconductors.
3: Speaking of semiconductors. Yes. Shares of NVIDIA are up 6%. Um, When you're spending $37 billion in CapEx to build your
1: metaverse, I guess you're going to need a lot of NVIDIA chips. Okay, so uh, Jensen the CEO of of NVIDIA. Uh, If you want to do the things that Zuckerberg wants to do, you actually need to be able to write on NVIDIA chips. They are close with each other. uh, And I think that what's amazing about NVIDIA is, to some degree, it is the metaverse. You can't write without it. Uh, I was interested in putting uh, a business in the metaverse in the mall. Right. Uh, but I think I have to wait. I have to wait till it's what I regarded as commercial. But NVIDIA is commercial right now. And it's a great company. Now, it did pre-announce. See what, oh, de- by the way, David, when they knew they were going to miss the quarter, unlike everyone else in Silicon Valley except for AMD, they put, they, <laughs> they actually announced it. It's <laughs> something you know, it's something that, that, that it's called, there's this thing, SEC, and it, I find it's worth obeying. There's a lot of companies in Silicon Valley that I know, uh, think that is, that's just an arm of their HR. Uh, but I thought that Jensen Wong has the best. They're not chips by the cards. They're much more powerful. And you can do many, many things with them, um, including having digital twins, of which no one seems to want to adopt. It, it, for some it auto does watches.
3: seem to be one of the few beneficiaries, perhaps, of that incredible spend going on at Meta. Oh, definitely. Um, and I definitely. did notice the stock of uh, being up sharply. I mean, when we it. talk about Meta, shares of which are, it's almost lost a quarter of its value now. It is down 71% for the years, Right. as we indicated earlier, well below a $300 billion market value now. Um, you've got a founder who obviously wants to stay relevant for a long period of time and believes that spending enormous right. amounts of money are the way to do that to guarantee that this is a relevant company. Years from now, well, maybe when he it goes may well in,
1: be right. When it goes in the web, maybe in the city, he may silly well be things. right longer term. He may and, me. You know, we and There's there were
3: those who want everything. to walk away and, and obviously There's a price for everything, David. And say, but if if you know if ten years from now we're talking about Meta and it is the leader in that world, it could be a lot of market cap that it to that company. However, it's not happening today. The opposite is. The other uh, part of this story that we didn't discuss is the rise of TikTok. Maybe we need to talk about it even more the than we do. Most
1: disrupting
3: force. TikTok is a in force in technology today. Uh, it, is, too. it is viewed, obviously, uh, somewhat critically by many in terms of what it's doing to the youth. You know, to the youth. Um, but it is a force uh, owned by a Chinese company ByteDance. Um, somewhere around a $300 billion ma- value, perhaps. I know right. somebody may be able to buy some stock at $250 billion, but that gives you a sense. Could do as much as, what, $15 billion at least. This year, I believe, in op income, but at some point in the f- year, in the future, a lot more than that. TikTok is a force, spending enormous amounts of money, has been brought up by Snap many times as a key competitor, and certainly is having an impact as well. Well,
1: you can't... Although Reels did okay. Yeah, but I mean, they can't make it. Reels did okay. Look, again, my chief complaint, among my many complaints, is that you could have just, if you reined in costs, if you demonstrated that it's shareholder money, you reined in costs, then I think that you would have seen that stock up, not down, except for the fact that this is so far in the future. You know, you're right, David, this is, you're right, but you know, Andy Grove in uh, Only the paranoid Survive, yep. which is an excellent book, the late Andy Grove talked about how the quarter is still the unit of how we have to measure businesses. And I think Andy Grove was the greatest business person of my lifetime. And I think that a lot of people thought that was harsh, but I think Andy Grove was right. So we can't take a 10 year horizon. We can't, we're not putting a man on Mars here. Even though, by the way, Jensen in his spare
2: time is working Working on that. Uh, Jim, we can talk about Meta quite a bit, but the Dow is once again on pace for its best month. Since 1987. Why don't we
1: get out of companies that are worried about that have a 10 year focus and get into companies that have a quarter that have an Andy Grove like focus? Because I think there are companies out there that are doing extraordinary things that no one is even thinking about. I mean, and I'm not just talking about Merck. Take a look. If you want to see something about what's going on at Honeywell, it is just nothing short of amazing. Uh, They, except for the fact you know, they had headwinds everywhere, right? Big supply chain problems. You know who else did? Caterpillar. Headwinds everywhere. Big supply chain problems.
2: (laughs) Upper net up 46. And, and,
1: (laughs) yeah, I mean, I I go through. Jim Umplebee, by the way, wants to take the Astros in a bet with me against the Phillies. I'm not going to bet with that man. He didn't. I, I'm not I mean, betting the, with the, him.
2: The cat results are that's incredible. That's like betting with
1: a man named Doc.
2: Uh, sales up 21, even with China and the oh. heavy excavator market, basically oh God. still at 2019 levels.
1: Look at this. The construction numbers were incredible. The profit numbers, the cash flow was great. The operating margin, 16.2 plus 13.4. David, this is a man who comes to work every day with a company that had not, did not have as much discipline. And he instilled discipline. And look at that. Look what discipline can do. Look at that. Look
3: at that. Uh, I got another one for you that you, you're going to be like, wow, look at that. Is our parent us? company. Yes, yes. Well, I've been jammed. Um, our parent company. Can't say it enough uh, because there's things that perhaps we don't say okay. as a result. So you understand that as a viewer. But look, up almost 8%. Ooh. Uh, why? Well, um, I
1: thought we were dead.
3: Everyone told me we were dead. <laughs> well, we, we're mostly dead, but not all no, dead. No, don't say that. <laughs> You can't be mostly dead. No, we're not. We're not mostly dead. We're okay. fine. Uh, oh. We had uh, some broadband growth. It wasn't 18, really... I mean, 14,000. All right. 14,000, but most were looking for zero, uh, and so that helped. The revenue know. number was a beat. The adjusted EBITDA, by the way, there's adjustments all over the place here. Everybody uses adjusted everything now. It's getting very annoying, but adjusted EBITDA was better than had been expected uh, from the analysts who follow Comcast. Um, NBC Universal numbers, again, revenue down, although the comparisons were tough because you had the Tokyo Olympics from the year ago period, Uh, but adjusted EBITDA up and better than anticipated, Carl. So you can see now, uh, call's still going on and sometimes you get get something from management on the the conference call that changes the market's perception. Hasn't happened though, as of
2: yet. Yeah, adjusted EBITDA up 25. Peacock subs up 70 year to date. It's
3: $15 as as Jeff Shell, of course, our, uh, our boss, or our boss's Pretty boss, his boss, whatever, uh, told me a few weeks back. Um, no, they
1: could use more theme parks. <laughs> theme parks are very bad. Theme
3: parks is an incredibly strong part of the business. No, no, and no, has I'm not been.
1: kidding. I mean, theme parks. I'm not need, kidding they either. They need it more is theme an parks.
3: incredibly strong uh, part of the business. That's
1: where I, I
3: would put my chips in theme parks. Um, and I remember when they did the deal, it was an afterthought. And then Blackstone sold out, probably wish they hadn't.
2: Really quick, uh, McDonald's, Jim. Uh, some of the comps, pretty impressive. U.S. up six. It's two-year stack up 16. Three-year stack up 21. Do you
1: know some clown down, Clown search downgraded it this week? And I was like, are you kidding me? Do you have any idea who these people are? These are people who, And I, I was out in Chicago this weekend, and I was sp- saying to someone, One of the great joys of the world is a company named McDonald's because they have reinvented themselves and do great and they're going to have a great quarter. Uh, Boom, look at this Dow. This is money coming out, furiously coming out of companies that choose to lose money and going to companies with great discipline that buy back stock, that do things, make things and pay good dividends.
2: How much of it, really quick, before we get to Credit Suisse, is about um, Mexico, comments yesterday, the Central Bank, Australia, Bank of Canada yesterday, ECB doing only 75 today. I mean, I think, people still looking for some kind of pivot and by early well, next year.
1: I, I think that there isn't anyone I, I talk to that doesn't say, listen, we're about to go. We're already in a horrible recession. Those GDP numbers say that's not true. But uh, I mean, I, I was uh, signing, uh, <laughs> signing bottles as we get in Chicago, but I met with a series of executives and they all said the same thing, which is that we're, we're about to have a terrible recession. And it, we wish it could be averted. And I, I think if you're Jay Powell, you're listening to that. I mean, he's hearing it. I mean, he's got to be hearing it from everybody. It's it's now louder than, than how much more a lampshank costs. It's louder than that. It's louder than how, much, than how much Unilever's soap has increased. I'm interviewing Unilever. They had a good quarter, Unilever. Pretty good. They had an excellent
2: quarter. Yeah. Uh, Southwest is uh, flying higher on that Q3 profit beat. Let's get to Phil LeBeau with more on that in Dallas. Hey, Phil.
4: Hey, Carl. Bob Jordan, CEO of Southwest. Wow. Talk about a quarter. Record revenue, record employments, your load factor, close to an all-time high, may have been at an all-time high. Paint a picture of what you're seeing in terms of the demand that's out there right now.
7: You bet, Phil. Hey, thanks for coming to our Network Ops Center. I mean, as you can tell, this is where we uh, run the operation with our terrific employees, so welcome but no it's a great quarter we've got record revenues uh we've got record passengers we've got we tied for a record load factor and and if you look at our fourth quarter guide those trends continue into the fourth quarter uh we're looking for up revenues again on even down capacity and the goal is to continue all that momentum into
4: 2023 you would add even more flights and and be carrying even more passengers if you could have more planes as well as more staffing Where is not the slowdown, but where's the pinch point right now? Is it staffing, getting pilots and, and flight attendants that you need, or is it in getting more planes? It's really
7: pilot staffing. In the other areas, we, we aren't perfect, but we're nearly staffed. We are just uh, you know short pilots to fly all of our aircraft. Uh, our classes are full. We're, we're, we are getting pilots. We're, we are getting great pilots, but our training centers are full and so we won't catch the aircraft till probably late in 2023 if uh if if we had all the pilots that we needed we could probably fi- uh, fly five to eight percent more asms in capacity
4: right wow. now now a big part of this also is getting more of the 737 maxes you've got more than 200 on order you're the launch customer for the max dash right. seven which has not been certified yet and we've talked at, at, at length with a number of your uh, colleagues in the industry who have also ordered it also with boeing if it doesn't get certified by the end of the year, do you have to modify your plans at all? Or are you believing that ultimately, Congress will come up with a waiver to get this aircraft certified?
7: Well, I don't want to speak for Boeing. And Boeing's been a great partner, by the way. Uh, they're really working this extension question and the certification of the MAX 7. Uh, the, the, the main point is they're working with us. So if we're not going to take a MAX 7 next year, we are simply converting that to a MAX 8. So our fleet plans stay on track there. Uh, I don't think we hit a, a point where that mix of sevens and eights really becomes a problem until you get into 24 or 25. So even though we are off our delivery plan with Boeing, uh, be, because we are still pilot constrained, it is not affecting our capacity. So we'll be able to fly. But you need
4: that plane certified. We, At we, some we, point. We, here. we do.
7: But for right now, we'll be able to fly all the capacity we had planned in Q4 of this year and all of 2023.
4: Uh, so that won't be a problem. You just locked in a contract with your customer service agents. We did, and a couple other unions, but you still have the flight attendants and you have the pilots out there. Do you think you get a contract done, let's say within the next six months? I don't want to put a deadline out there, but are how confident are you that progress is being made and it'll get happen? It, it will happen. Well, uh, let me start with we want contracts. Our
7: employees are the best in the industry. We want to reward our employees. They're already paid really well. We want to. We want to pay even better. Uh, we, yeah, we've got uh, an agreement with our IAM customer service folks, with our AMFA uh, uh, aircraft appearance folks. I'm, I'm hopeful that we have a few more in the works. And uh, yeah, I'm optimistic that we'll get to agreements with our pilots and our flight attendants uh, here uh, across the next uh, you
4: know, uh, near period. But with, it's a negotiation. Sure. With more people flying. I don't have to tell you this. The airports are packed. The planes are packed. And we're increasingly hearing people complaining. Complaints are up in August. Now, that's not unusual, given the fact how many more people are flying. Can the industry do better in terms of customer service than it did before the pandemic? Because, frankly, a lot of people said, look, flying is not fun. I'm not enjoying myself. How does the industry do better? Well, I,
7: I, I can't speak for others, uh, but there's a huge focus on this. I mean, our goals this year were get staffed. Uh, improve operational reliability, and we've really done that. If you look at the summer, we uh, had improvement in almost every operational stat compared to the year uh, before. Our completion factor, which is uh, you know basically how many customers got to their sure. destination, is almost 99% for the summer. The other big thing is that it was causing problems is we were constantly republishing schedules. Because uh, you know uh, the, uh, the, the aircraft ability to, to fly would, would come in a little less. We'd have to retrim and republish the schedule, and we committed to not doing that after the summer. And September and October have been much much better. Our September uh, on-time performance is in the low 80s. Our September net promoter score is in the 60s. So I'm feeling There's much. much I'm feeling much much better about this.
4: Bob Jordan, CEO Thank of Southwest you. Thank Airlines. You, sir. Bill. Thank you. Great operation center. What a wonderful place, with right? The, with the blue lighting. It's very soothing while you're here. <laughs> it is. David, I'll send it back to you.
3: Okay. Phil, <laughs> thank you, uh, as always. Phil LeBeau. Um, want to get to a favor report. We haven't talked about Credit Suisse at all. Uh, it's a story that I followed about a month ago, you may recall, when I was reporting on the company. At the time, many others, of course, doing the same. You can take a look at the stock. Uh, not getting much of a reprieve at all from what has just been... Um, endless down days essentially Uh, but we did get the big news that we had been anticipating of course and told that it would come on the 27th that is we got the plan uh, for the overhaul of the company Um, and 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 as many expected it does involve splitting off the investment bank here in the United States sending it off on its own uh, under the first Boston name with a new leader uh, Michael Klein a man who was on the board of directors of CS and you know, you do have to sort of at least ask some questions there in terms of, all right, you're fiduciary in the board of the company, and now you're taking it. Uh, where's the value going? Who are, you, who are you representing there? How did that happen? And I am told he was in uh, those board meetings where when did it shift to like, okay, now I'm on the other side of the table negotiating with you to actually be the guy who's going to run this spun-off company. Um, by the way, one of the quotes... From the presentation, I thought it was interesting to, to get a sense as to what they're gonna be at this company now. Uh, what did they say? It will be more global and broader than boutiques, um, but more focused than bulge bracket players. I don't know what that means, but we'll find out. Of course, First Boston was a storied name. Uh, this is uh, CS itself had bought, as you know, a DLJ. Um, in fact, paid way more money for DLJ. 20 years ago, almost, that than the whole company is worth now. Uh, the question also becomes, though, uh, you know, capital raise. They're raising money from the Saudi National Bank. A month ago, I had reported that people close to the company indicated there was no need to raise capital. Uh, and clearly, this morning, I was wondering, as many others might have been, well, was I misled? What? Right? You kind of feel what? similar to what you may have felt. But uh, I am told that things changed over the last month. A lot of deposits left of this bank uh, as a result of concerns about its financial health, and that while one month ago there was a broad belief that there was not a need to raise capital, that changed because the loss of deposits has resulted in a need to raise as much as four billion dollars in capital. That's one of the key reasons why the stock is down. They are selling securitized products business, uh, or at least they have exclusivity with Apollo. I'm told it is near done uh, in terms of the deal that will uh, take place there, Um, but key questions remain, how do you preserve uh, an investment grade rating across the board? Do you need to raise more capital? Will First Boston now, the spun-off entity that is not a bulge bracket, but uh, what will it need um, in terms of for its new life? How are you gonna pay people? Um, A lot of questions, guys, uh, in in terms of what the future will look like, this is the restructuring they've been pointing to for some time. They're going to immediately be taking a lot of costs out, including uh, a reduction in headcount of, as you saw, as much as 9,000 by 2025. And frankly, they're not being particularly aggressive, targeting an ROE of 6% oh, man. by 2025. Um, you know, as one person, when I questioned them on that, said, listen, first of all, it's about surviving, right? Right. You have to survive before you can thrive. That's what this somebody says. Credit Suisse. Yeah, it's Credit Suisse. This is, um, um, this is the play to get the bank back to respectability again, of some of the people who've been involved uh, in been trying to get this thing. You see, the stock continues to it's bleed here. That's a key around. question. Now, nobody worries, though, Jim, overall, because if the worst were to happen because
1: here, government, Swiss
3: government will, the take, Swiss it government will take it. Over. Swiss well, government won't let it fail.
1: Yeah, Monte de Paschi with Italy.
3: Um, but that's where things stand with Credit Suisse right now. Capital raise, obviously, which was somewhat unexpected a month ago. And the storied first Boston name will be returning soon under the leadership of Michael Klein. People may know him as well from having led a number of SPACs. That hasn't gone particularly well, at least in some cases, although Lucid was a home run.
2: Right. That's well done. Carl. Uh, guys, some of the uh, – general, take your pick of the names we haven't gotten to. Shopify, Northrop, Western Didge. MasterCard, Hertz.
1: Uh, Actually, I thought Hertz was pretty good. Yeah. The stock's not reacting. I mean, they sell a lot of cars to uh, Carvana. But they the three-day weekend goes to them. The, the first two are business, and the third is pleasure. Western Digital couldn't have been a worse announcement, and here we go. The stock is up. That could be uh, spending away from that. The one that I wish we had mentioned is Lindy, L-I-M, one of my absolute favorites, Chapel Trust. They, you, know, you heard about getting out of Dodge. They got out of the DAX. They have gotten out of the German exchange, and that they had a fantastic quarter. There, there's an overhang that they're going to blitz right through because it really is an extraordinary story. But they were list, dual listed. And because they were in the German index, it kept taking them down. No longer. Congratulations to Lindy for having the good sense to get out. Well done. Yeah. Uh,
2: trying to think what else. AutoNation we missed as well uh, with a miss. Uh, revenue was ahead, billion-dollar buyback, inventory still constrained. You couple that with Hertz and Ford, there's quite a bit of auto and news and it, today. And
1: it, the autos are still in short supply. Used autos are selling an amazing amount. We still can't, you know, you saw the Ford numbers. They still can't produce enough new cars. So used cars go up in value. That's why I thought Hertz should be up more than AutoNation. And I think Steve Schur is doing a very good job there. Uh, there are a lot of companies, Carl, that are navigating this period fantastically, but they're not named fact. Although I think Netflix is on the comeback. We have Apple tonight. (laughs) Apple has no—Apple, by the way, does not have Ubers.
2: I'm laughing because of the the pivotal double upgrade yesterday uh, from sell to buy, just as the shares went back above 300.
1: Well, what can I say? But I do expect Apple to be humble, because that's their nature. And I expect Amazon to be rough and tumble, because that's their nature.
2: Oh, we got two big ones after the bill tonight. Uh, we've lost our initial gains. S&P's down 10. Uh, Dow was up 400 plus, now up 265. Bonds are important to watch. Ten-year did manage to stay pretty much below four earlier this morning, although now uh, back above to 401. Two-year back to 4.4. We're back in
0: a minute. Every day.
2: Let's get to gym and stop trading. Carl, there's a growth
1: industry in this country. It's sweeping the country. And it's causing companies to make a lot of money. And the, com- the growth industry is coal. Uh, the Europeans were uh, so ill-advised that the only thing you can recommission a coal plant, Norfolk Southern, here's a stock that's off 24%. They're doing remarkably well. And why? Well, they have a fabulous business in coal, like CSX. So if you actually want to take advantage of the greens in Germany, who I think were well-intentioned, Understand that the rounds are winning.
2: Yeah, yesterday was confusing because their tax rate was 12. And people said it was sort of a low-quality beat.
1: Well, you know, I thought about that. But I really think that in the end, well, uh, that, that's just not true. The intermodal wasn't as great as I'd like. Uh, but if you believe, this is, you buy this, if you think that a recession is not going to be deep, you buy this company because the amount of coal that they need over there is extraordinary. And we can't even provide it. So look out. It's going to be huge for them. Yeah. Tonight I've got uh, Fortune Brands, which is splitting up again. I've got Unilever. And then to dovetail with uh, Apple reporting, I've got T-Mobile. I think Mike Sievert, that's not a good picture, Mike. I think Mike Sievert is probably <laughs> the single biggest buyer of Apple 14 Pro <laughs> You got Sievert, huh? Go, who? You got Sievert. Yeah, I sat next to him when I was... Uh, at a, kind of a short-term Nirvana concert, so to speak. Nice. And I worked, and I worked, and I worked. Now, um, I, I just, sometimes I like to really press hard to get gas. Um, I be had a, Matthew McConaughey, no, too. No, I could have him, I don't know we, what it we we're we doing. Yeah, no, it was, uh,
3: yeah, it's good. No, at ts quarter was a very strong one. Verizon's
1: not, so I'll i will be very curious T-Mobile's to see gonna, how I T-Mobile T-Mobile's does. It gonna be the best. You do, the best. Yeah. Can <laughs> okay. I just say one more thing? Yeah. I trusted, I was wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs>
2: and we'll see you at 6. Mad Money, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern time. A lot more on Meta's Big Miss after the break. You've been listening to the opening bell
1: on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
6: What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration,